Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 10, How to Create the Life You Want. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mother of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to be more confident, to feel less stress in your life, and to help you look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi, everyone. How's it going? How's your day going? So I really love creating these podcasts for you. There's so much fun and there's no age group that I love more than young adults. You guys are so awesome and I love, love, love coaching you. You literally make my job so much fun. So I've been coaching a lot and I'm kind of finding a theme among my clients that I really wanted to talk about today. And that is creating the life that you want. So many of us, including me at your age, believe that life is really kind of what happens to us, who is around us. And we're kind of subject to all the circumstances that are happened to us in our life. And we are that way because of, you know, what's happened to us and how we were raised and how people treated us. And maybe we were bullied and maybe this and that, right? And we've talked about this before. But what is really true is that it's not what people do and how we were raised, but it's actually how we choose to think about and look at those things. And that's really where the power is. So it's interesting. I watch families that have multiple kids in them. And if you were to go and ask each one of them what their growing up was like and how they were raised, you would find that each one of these children would have a slightly different story about how life was growing up in their home. Even in my own home and with my own children, they each kind of have a different perception of how they were raised. And I would love to say that all of them think that I'm just the best mom ever, but actually some of them don't and that's okay. But depending on how we perceive things is going to really determine a lot about how we feel about our life and, and about everything. So I want to talk about then how do we create the life that we want in spite of all the circumstances that exist in our past and that exist all around us. There are so many things that we really can't control. And then there are some things that we can control. But I want you to know that we are not at the mercy of our past. We're not at the mercy of other people. We're not at the mercy of our job or our boyfriend or school or you name it. We have so many choices in what happens to us, whether we recognize it or not. But oftentimes we feel like we have to do things instead of understanding 
that we don't have to do anything. We really, truly don't have to do anything. We could be a bum on the streets and not do anything. So the reason I say that is because when we can start to shift that into understanding that we get to choose our life, we get to choose what happens, that's where the magic happens. And that's when really things take off. So let me give you an example. And I talk to young adults about this quite often. So many of us stay in jobs that we hate. Why do we do this? Well, there's lots of reasons, right? But I, what I see a lot is we're either afraid to change the job. We fear we can't get a better job. We worry that, you know, we have to give our two time in order to, you know, increase or, or get promotions. Or maybe we just are like, well, I don't know what I would do if I didn't do this. Or maybe it's what we studied in college. Your mom and dad would be mad if they paid for your college education and were not doing, you know, the job that we, that we, you know, studied to do. So we stay in these miserable jobs because we don't understand that we really don't have to and that we have a choice. Now I know you're probably all saying, no, but you don't understand, Tiffany, I have to have money. I have to, you know, do certain things. And I understand that, but there's always ways to make money. At least that's the belief I have. There's always ways to find, to make money. We don't have to do anything. We could quit all our jobs and, you know, camp out somewhere in the wilderness and eat off the land. Sure. Why not? People do it, right? But again, we, we just have to understand that reality is there. It really is a choice to stay at a job we don't like. We don't have to. I repeat, we do not have to. Okay. If we want something different, then first we have to understand that we actually do have that ability to do that. And I'm going to go on and, and, you know, give you lots of examples here so that you can understand this really well. So I kind of want to break down your life into a few categories and then talk about how we kind of create what we want in each one of these categories. And most of these categories are things that I talk to young adults a lot about. And so I kind of categorize them into some certain, you know, pillars here. So this is going to be fun to kind of see how we create our life in, in all of these different ways. So first of all, we create who we want to be. Okay. We create who we want to be. So how do we do that? How do we create this? Do you even know who you want to be? Do you know what kind of qualities that you want to have? Do you know how you want to show up in your life? How do you want to treat others? Have you ever thought about these things? Like, what is it? Who do I really want to be? Well, back when I was your age, I had some ideas of kind of what I wanted to be and kind of what I wanted to do. And just generally speaking, I knew that I wanted to make a difference. It's just my personality. I just, I, it makes me feel good to go out and try and make a difference in the world. I knew that I really wanted to be a mother because I just have always, always loved kids. It's just, it's just brings me a lot of joy. I know that I wanted to be a really good wife. I wanted to be married. I wanted to be a good wife, someone that my husband, you know, could respect and love. 
I knew I wanted to be educated. And I've always kind of had this love for learning. I knew I wanted to serve my family and my community. And those are the things that I kind of knew I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. But see how I kind of had an idea in my head of what I wanted. And really, ultimately, kind of the higher umbrella over all of that is that I just ultimately wanted to be happy in my life. And I believed that those were some of the things that I could be that would help me do that. And for the most part, truly, at 47 years old, I'm happy most of the time. Not all the time. I don't think any of us are happy all the time. But I know that I have the ability to create the happiness that I want. And if you want, if you remember back in podcast one, I talked quite a bit about this. So if you want to review that and go back, I talk about how you kind of create the life, you know, that you want, you create your own happiness. So, you know, when I look back, what can I do to create the happiness that I want? Well, you have to kind of look at who are you right now? Well, if I were to tell you right now, who is Tiffany? Well, I'm dependable. I'm loving. I'm kind. I'm very driven. And I love, love, love to learn. You see how those are all qualities they aren't, I didn't tell you what I do for my job. I didn't tell you, you know, that I'm a mom, my titles, I'm telling you who I believe I am. And so, you know, I want to think in a happy way. I want to feel in a happy way. I want to act in this way. And this is how I want to show up in my life. This is who I want to be. Do you see how you kind of have to figure out where I'm at and where do I want to go? So how do I do this? I first, I have to recognize that I hold the power for my own life. So many of us don't believe this. We think other people, situations, professors, parents, you name it, they have the control over our life, but it's not true. We hold the power of our own life. And I'm going to explain that in greater detail later here in the podcast. I have the power to create the kind of thinking that will drive whatever I want in my life. If I want to be educated, then I have to drive that kind of thinking that will help me learn and become educated. So what are some of the thoughts that I have created that have helped me to want to be educated and to get educated? Well, some of my thoughts have been, there's nothing I can't learn. Do you see how that kind of creates an excitement or just a confidence that I can do whatever I want. Another thought I've had is learning open ups, opens up the world to me. And I truly believe this. The more I learn, the more the world opens up to me. See how that broadens my horizon. Another thought I have is education is power. I believe that education allows you more power in yourself, in your life, in the world around us. But you see that that kind of thinking creates for me a desire to want to learn and to always become more educated. And I've done that. I continue. I'm always learning something. Even as a life coach, I'm continually um, going to seminars and webinars and all kinds of different things 
to up my game, to be more educated, to be a better life coach. So what about the idea that, you know, I I would like to be a good wife or I would like to have a good marriage? Well, how do I do that? How do I create that? So these are some thoughts that have helped me to stay committed in my relationship with my husband as I've, as I've thought back over the 30 years almost that we've been married. You know, things like, I will be the best person that I can be in this relationship. See how it's all about me because I can't control my husband, but I know that I can choose to be the best person that I want to be in this relationship. Another thought, I can choose to forgive and keep trying. Do you see how powerful of a thought that is that in marriage, we have our ups and downs. Everybody does, but I have a thought that I'm going to choose to forgive and keep trying with him. And guess what? Over, over the ups and downs, I've chosen to forgive and keep trying. And what that allows me to do is stay committed in my marriage to my husband. Another thought, I am willing to work through any challenge that we face and know that we can work it out. So what that does is when the challenges come, and I know they will, and they've come before, and we've still got challenges ahead, I know that we can work through it. And we've worked through a lot already. But what again, what this does is it allows me to feel committed. It it allows me to be able to choose to stay in this marriage, stay in this relationship, and know that I have a choice in it, that I can work through whatever I need to with my husband. But what this does is it creates commitment in my relationship with my husband. It drives actions in my marriage that create good outcomes. And ultimately, the result of all that kind of thinking is that we're still really happy and committed to each other after almost 30 years of marriage. So are you starting to see that you really have the power in in creating what you want to be and what you want for your life? Okay, so next I want to talk to you about how we create the kind of relationships we want to have. And I know some of you are like, but there's two people in a relationship and I get that. So we don't have control over the other person most of the time. Sometimes we think we do. Sometimes we think we can like, you know, banter them into changing, but the reality is we can't change people. Right? So I have so many young adults that come to me and especially lately, and they're concerned about relationships and dating and marriage. And most of them are scared to death of the what ifs in these relationships. Like what if it doesn't work out? What if we fall out of love? What if down the road we end up divorcing? What if there's something better? What if this doesn't work out? And on and on and on. I hear this all the time. So do you see how we feel that we are at the mercy of other people and what happens in this relationship. Now it is true that in a relationship, again, like I said, we can only control how we want to feel, how we want to act and how we get to show up. We can't control the other person, but we do have some control how we want to be in the relationship. We control what we think about the other person. We control how we feel about the other person and we control how we act towards the other person. Now, some of you might be saying, no, they make me mad. No, they can't make us do anything. We choose to be mad. If they say something, we can be like, oh, well, that was a dumb comment and move forward. Or we can be mad and stew and give the silent treatment and all the fun things we love to do in relationships, right? (laughs) It's totally up to us. So working on ourselves is really the best long-term way to find happiness in relationships. Not trying to change the other person. 
You're always going to find unhappiness if you go down that rabbit hole. But it really is your choice, whatever you want to do. So how can we create the relationship that we want? I want you to ask yourself these things. What do I want to create in this relationship? How do I want to think about this relationship or this other person? How do I want to feel about this other person? And what actions do I want to take in this relationship with this other person? So when I first started dating my husband, whether I did it consciously or unconsciously, I'm not sure, I figured out kind of how I wanted to be in this relationship. I didn't know everything about myself at that point. I was still trying to figure myself out, but I did know a few things about myself. And I knew that I wanted to be a fun person, like a fun person to be around. I know I I wanted to be a happy person to be around. And I knew that I wanted to show up as my best self. I also knew from watching my parents and their marriage that I really wanted to be unselfish and I wanted to be supportive. So if I wanted to be these things, how did I go about creating it? Well, first of all, you have to learn to think unselfishly. I had to work and think and learn how to be supportive. I worked at learning how to communicate. And that's something my husband and I have done our whole married life. We continually work at communicating. I kind of wanted to be the kind of spouse that was understanding, that didn't jump and freak out and come to crazy conclusions. And again, it's it's something I wanted. I wasn't super good at it. I think when I first got married, but it's something I've worded because I wanted to create these things in my marriage. I'm not perfect in any of these things, but I have gotten better over time. And these things have been created in my relationship for the most part. So do you see how there are a lot of things that I get to control in my relationship that allow me to create what I want? When I choose to be unselfish and to think unselfishly towards my husband, or in your case, when you choose to be unselfish and think unselfishly towards a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner or whatever, by choosing to think unselfishly, then it makes me feel unselfish. And then guess what? My actions are unselfish, right? It's the same thing that I teach you in every podcast that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions, right? So do you think my husband likes this? Does he appreciate the fact that I try to be really unselfish and, you know, he'll come to me and want to go snowmobiling with the guys and the selfish part of me would would say, no, I want you to stay home with me and just hang out with me. But the unselfish parts of me look at this and I'm like, you know what? He works his tail off every day and he loves to go snowmobiling, you guys. He just, he just loves it. And so I choose to be unselfish and I'm like, yeah, totally go snowmobiling with your buddies. Maybe we can, you know, do something later tonight or or at a later time. I just, that sort of thinking allows me to be unselfish and allows him to do the things that he really loves. And he in turn really appreciates that. He's told me that. He loves that I'm willing to do things for him, that I'm willing to help him out. I'm willing to, you know, sacrifice and cook some yummy dinners instead of going out to eat every night, even though we, we do that a fair amount. You know, I wash his clothes. There's lots of things that I do for him 
that is my choice that allow me to love him, that allow me to serve him, that allow me to be unselfish. So just so you know, I don't have to do these things, right? And you don't have to necessarily do it the way we do it. But figuring out for yourself who you want to be in a relationship and what you want to create has really, really creates good relationships. Does that kind of make sense? Is that about as clear as mud to you? Okay, so the next part that I want to talk about is we we get to create the life we want when it comes to deciding our education, our career. Some of you are going to choose college and graduate school and maybe PhDs. And some of you are going to choose a trade, maybe an electrician or a plumber. Some of you maybe hair school or, I mean, there's so many options. Your generation has more options than I think ever before in the history of the world. You have so many choices and so many options. And yet I talk to young adults every day who are really overwhelmed by all these options. It's just like too much. And now that you understand that you get to create what you want, you have to decide what it is. When choosing an education, when choosing a career, when you're deciding what you value and what is most important to you is really what's key. So when you're looking at a career or or what you want to do long-term, is money what you value? Is time what you value? Is having a great marriage and a relationship with your children really valuable to you? So why is that important to know these things? Because when you're choosing a career, this is going to directly affect how your life looks to some degree. So, so think about these scenarios. Are you wanting to, um, you know, the life of a teacher? Okay. That's what I did for a lot of years. Okay. Well, if, when you're choosing this and you know what your value, what you value, you can know that, you know, being a teacher is really rewarding. You, you make a difference, which is a lot of the reason why I did it. You also have to understand if you're, if money is something you really value and you want a lot of it, being a teacher is probably not a great profession, right? It's in most places, it's not, it, they don't pay very good for teachers, which makes me really sad, honestly. Okay. So what about, you know, are you wanting to, to have the life of a dentist? Well, think about a dentist's life. I mean, I'm just thinking about my dentist. I don't know about your dentist, but I know my dentist makes pretty dang good money. And I know that he has some flexibility. I know that he, you know, only works four days a week. Oh, and granted, that's over a long time of him building up a, a dental practice, right? But I also know that he went to a lot of school. So, you know, when you're looking at career, you know, are you okay with a lot of schooling, right? Um, you know, for my husband, he started out and he actually graduated in manufacturing engineering, but he decided to change and become a landscaper because he discovered that his, he valued working outside and, but you also have to understand they work long hours. He's kind of at the mercy of the weather. Um, he makes pretty decent money, I would say. And let's get, you know, let's, let's think of a a couple other options. Okay. What about the lifestyle of, um, a cosmetologist? Okay. They make pretty good money. Um, if you value your time, you get to make your own schedule. If you value people and talking and being around people, that's a great profession. 
I see so many influencers and YouTubers these days, and they're choosing jobs for certain reasons. And they're choosing that for a certain reason, because it gives them a lot of flexibility, but not everybody goes out and is super successful at it. And that's a whole different podcast for another day. But, you know, for me, I chose to be a life coach because I value my family a lot. I'm able to work from home. I set my own hours. And so I still can take my son to football and I can still support, you know, my other children and what they're doing. I can kind of set my own hours around it. It's pretty good money. And I feel like I'm making a difference. So again, do you see how I chose this based upon my value system and what's really important to me? So I want you to really think about what you value. But again, and I'm going to say this a hundred times on this podcast, it really comes down to choices. And by, by the way, some of those choices change. We can always change and become more educated or choose a different career path or decide, go back and get a master's degree because thoughts create the success in a career. It's, it's the thoughts. So what are some of the thoughts that do this? Well, Things like, I'm capable of creating whatever I want in a career. Do you see how empowering that feels? Another one, I know that I get to create the lifestyle I want if I'm willing to do what it takes. See that? It it, it expands your mind to, I can create what I want. Another one, I know success takes work and effort, and I'm totally up to the challenge. That just makes me like, say, yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm ready to work. I, I, I'm ready to make the effort. I'm up to the challenge to do what it takes to be successful. And by the way, you have to define what success is to you. So along with a career is money. Did you know that you get to create the money that you have in your life? Now, it kind of sounds like a no-brainer, but you have more control over this than you think you do. So I want to give you an example. And I told you about my husband who went to college. He studied manufacturing engineering. And after a few years, he wasn't loving his career in this field. But growing up, he worked um, in the landscaping field. He worked on some golf courses. He worked for the university that we both went to and met at. And, um, And he did landscaping there. And so after a few years of engineering, he learned some things about himself. Now you could say, oh, this is a complete failure because he, you know, why is he throwing away his education? But, but just let me explain. So after a few years of, you know, doing this engineering job, he, he started realizing that he really valued um, being his own boss, working outside, you know, kind of doing that. And the other thing that my husband and that that we just knew from a very young age is that we, he loves toys. He has lots of interests. He loves the outdoors. He loves to snowmobile. He loves to boat and water ski and wakeboard. He loves motorcycling. He just has a ton of interests and he really wanted to do these things with me and our children. So could he have these things? We look at it and we're like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll never have enough money. But in his mind, his thought process is and always has been, I can have whatever I want if I'm willing to work hard enough. And so guess what? That empowers him. He has the things that he wants. He's had to work his tail off for these things but he chose to do it. And he chose the long hours and he chose the hot sun and the long days in the summertime because that's what he wanted. 
But to him, there's nothing he can't have if he saves and works hard. So see how this belief translated into confidence in him creating his own business. He's self-employed and it's driven confidence and it's driven actions to where he goes out and he gets the work that he wants. And he's been very successful because he values those things. So when it comes to money, what is it that you want? What do you think that you need? What do you want to get? How do you need to feel about it? What actions are you going to need to take? It's all in your power. It really is. Try it out. Okay. Now I want to talk to you about how we create and use our time. Have you ever noticed that we all use time differently? Some people really value getting up early in the morning. Some other people really like to stay up late. Some people spend a lot of time at the gym. Others spend a lot of time working. Still, other people really value time to themselves or they love to go hiking or be in the outdoors or go kayaking or, you know, there's so many things we can do, but we get to choose all of it. So just like with money, we get to choose what we value with our time and we see if the career that we choose is going to allow for that. So I know accountants that just know that in March and April, they don't take vacations and they work a ton of hours because it's tax season, right? My husband does that in the summertime. Ski resorts do that a lot in the wintertime because where I live, we have lots of ski resorts, right? I know nurses that are sometimes required to work the night shift. I know some jobs require you to travel. And even when it feels like we have to do these things, remember it is a choice. You could quit your job tomorrow. It's really up to you. But when you're considering what you want to create in your life, you might want to consider where and how you will value and use your time. Think about it. How you, how you think about time and how you create that for yourself will kind of determine kind of how your life looks, right? Do you see this? Okay. The last one I want to talk about is creating what we want to believe. Now, I know this sounds kind of strange. So really our beliefs, and I'm just not talking about religious beliefs. I'm talking about our beliefs about a lot of things. Thoughts are what make up all those beliefs. And we really get to believe whatever we want to, don't we? But what we choose to believe is going to affect how we think, how we feel, how we act, and kind of how our life goes, right? Think about it. Some people really believe in education. And those beliefs are what drive a desire for the actions that will drive them to be educated. You see that? They value that. They believe in the principle of education. You know, some people believe in family and children. You know, this is something my husband and I both really believe in. We both agreed. We wanted family. We wanted lots of children. And we love children. And those beliefs are what drove us to have five children. And yes, I know most people think we're absolutely nuts. But those beliefs have caused us to value our family. And we did what was necessary to raise and provide for these five children. So I had a client recently who is agnostic and he has certain beliefs that are kind of scientifically based on how we were created and what happens to us when we die. 
And his beliefs, you know, were essentially his thinking was that we turned into dust and that was it. And that's kind of life. And, and just so you know, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. There's really no problem in believing that way other than I helped him see what it was creating for him and how he felt. So he was super anxious all the time. He lived in fear that he was going to die, that that would be the end, that he'd turn into dust. He was, you know, kind of like it stopped him in his tracks. Like, why should I go on to get a master's degree? Because what if I die tomorrow and then it's just a waste of time, right? And so again, he totally can choose that way of thinking. That's his choice. That's, you know, what we all get to choose, right? But, you know, other people choose to believe something different. They, you know, a lot of people believe in a higher power or the universe or God or whatever you call it. Um, and again, it's our choice, but let me ask you, how do you feel when you choose to believe in those things, whatever it is? What actions does this create for you in your life? So personally, I choose to believe in God. And just so you know, I allow everyone else the opportunity to believe and create whatever beliefs they want to, okay? But for me, this belief in God has helped me in my life to feel peace, Um, It helps me to have direction and feel like there's purpose in my life and there's hope and that there's things beyond. Now, again, that's just what I choose to believe. What that does, though, is it helps me to feel a certain way and that drives actions where I feel like I enjoy life and I don't worry that much about death and about, you know, what could happen um, because I have a belief that allows me to feel peace about those things. Do you see that? So, Um, I just am able to direct my life because I create those kind of things that I want to believe. So do you see how I am creating the life I want to live by the beliefs that I get to choose to have, right? Okay, so I just want to review quickly the things that we talked about and how we get to create the life we want. We get to, first of all, create who we want to be, who we want to show up as in the world. We get to create the relationships that we want to have and the quality of relationships that we want to have. We get to create the education and the careers that we really truly want to have. We also get to create the money that we potentially want to make. We There's lots and lots of choices in that. We get to create whatever we want with our time, whatever we choose to do and create with that time. It's all going to be different, but it's all within our power. And lastly, we get to create and choose how we want to believe what our beliefs will be. I hope this has got you thinking just a little bit. It's a powerful idea if you really think about it. So I just want you to go out and create the life that you want and realize and see that you have so much power in it. I promise you, you do. And if you don't believe you do, would you please email me or go to my website and let's chat. I just, I want to help you understand this. I want you to figure out what you value, what's important to you, what are your priorities in your life? And then I want you to go out and get it, make a plan. 
understand you create it. And just so you know, I want you to know that I am behind you and I will always be here cheering you on no matter what you choose or decide. Well, that's all I have for today. I hope you all have an amazing weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence, a new outlook, a new different way to look at your life, come, please let me help you. I coach one-on-one over video conferencing or I do group coaching. We can work on whatever struggles you are facing in your life right now. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.